to Spreading the Good Stuff, a podcast for regional women who want to thrive in their work, wellness, family and community. We share stories of triumph, challenge, growth and change in business and in life and offer helpful insights and advice to empower you to live your best life, however that looks for you. Welcome back to Spreading the Good Stuff. This is episode number 30. I'm Christy O'Brien. I'm Leonie Cannon. I'm Katrina Myers. Ah, Katrina's calling in from Barham. Nice to have you with us, Katrina. Today we are talking. Yeah, wonderful. (laughs) Today we are continuing our conversation about self-love. So on the back of our unpacking of Kim Morrison's interview um, a while back now, which was fabulous. So we thought we would share today, um, I suppose, what self-love or self-care looks like for each of us and um, and the journey, I suppose, of that, because it is a journey. It's not a destination. Um, it's not a box that you tick and kind of move on. So today we're going to um, start by just sharing what we do um, and how it, how it sort of helps us. And then we'll just... Um, Go from there. So, Leonie, would you like to kick us off today? Yeah, so maybe to start with, um, and like I said, I think during the my conversation with Kim was that it's probably for me only been in the last three or four years that I've really come to understand and appreciate what self-care is, firstly, but also that it's not an indulgent um, and sort of selfish thing to do and that, that it is actually absolutely imperative um for my own well-being um and look it's probably something that i wish i wish i knew that a lot Mm, earlier yeah and while i've been on um sort of the path of of personal growth and development for many years and that is really important to me and a big part of my life the self-care stuff has probably come more recently or maybe it's just that i've I've got a word to kind of wrap around some of the things that i that i do in my life so yeah, it's really only probably been in the last three or four years that I've made that a real priority in my life. And when I say making self-care a priority, it's not about, for me anyway, it's not about going and having massages and, you know, getting nails done and all those things. That's that's not, I don't know, it's, for me, that's not self, it's not self-care for me. It might be for the yep. next person, but for me, that's that's not what it, it looks like. Um for me, self-care is those those really small micro moments and, and pockets of, of mindfulness that you just build into every day. So that's that's really what, what it is all about for me. So there's lots of different things that I do and I don't do them all every day. Um, and there's things that, you know, that I love at the moment um, that are working for me that, you know, in a few weeks time, I might shift away from it and go back to something else. But I think the key, and that's what we've, we've been learning and spoke about in our last episode, is just building that really strong toolkit of, of self-care rituals that you can call on at different times in your life, depending on what you need. So um, some of the different things that I that I use and that I, I have spoken about many of them before, but obviously um, meditation is a key one for me. Um, I really think that that for me is the most powerful self-care ritual I have. And that's the one that I see the most difference in when I'm not using it. Um, daily movement of my body is a huge thing when I'm not doing that I am yeah nowhere near as as happy and as um I guess balanced and content as what I am when I when I'm doing it so pretty much daily movement is a a non-negotiable for me so whether it's a gym class um 
getting out for a run in nature or yoga they're my sort of go-tos and, and bike riding love that as well so that movement is a really big one the other key one for me is nutrition um, I see that as a huge part of self-care when I'm eating well and looking after myself um, that's when I feel I can I can take on everything yep. else so every day starting the day and I don't even think about it I every morning I have a, a red or a green smoothie um, and it's just the best possible way to, to start the day, even if things, you know, mm. veer off along the way. I know I've had that good start um, and, you know, making really nutritious meals for, for the whole family is really, really important to me. And I know that over the last three or four years since I've made that an absolute priority, um, it has had huge changes in our mm. life. And we've always eaten pretty well anyway. But I think it's, sorry to interrupt, it's the link. It's when you make the link between nutrition and mental health yeah. and not just nutrition and physical yep like, not about that at all exactly it's not about that Whereas i think about, most people do yep no, the other it's yeah. what i've seen the difference it is it has made in how i feel inside mm. the energy levels i have yeah i never have discomfort um on the days that i do i'm i'm kind yeah. of digging around then to have a think about what's caused yeah. that you, you know? know you can tell yeah um so nutrition's a big one um, using chemical free products that's a really big one so anything on my skin um, pretty much is chemical free now house cleaning products you know there's still the odd thing um, I'm not 100% chemical free and that's a work in progress and mm. you know there's always different things you can try um, and that you can bring into life but that's that's a big one for me um, I think I touched on getting out in in nature Gratitude, journaling, I do that every night before bed. This all sounds like a lot of stuff. I know, doesn't it? But, yeah, it's, but, but if you kind of weave it in. It is, well, is, you've got to eat and you've got to move. Yeah. You've got to eat and you've got to move. And um, the journaling is a two-minute thing that I do before I go to sleep about my three top things from the day. Um, essential oils is a big self-care ritual for me. So I use a diffuser every day. I use um, essential oils in my skincare range um i use it i don't use perfume i use organic oil um, essential oils as perfume i use a diffuser a, a, not a diffuser a spritzer that i have mm. in my handbag and in my bathroom and in the car and I love everywhere we've got them here at the moment spritzing the room um so they're another really big one i use them for medicinal things as well with the kids um reading books is another big self-care one for me it's probably not one that i I prioritize enough. I actually mm. put it in the like really indulgent category. Yeah. I shouldn't, but yeah, I, I just get so excited about the opportunity well, to sit down and read I know. Read it's amazing how those how that, that sort of thing can slip away. Yeah. yeah. I used to put a reminder in my phone just yeah. to read like I have so many wonderful books sitting there, all know. sitting out, and I love to just look at them, and I, I love like um, I could sit down and, <laughs> and be really indulgent and read a book, but I, I probably don't do that quite enough. Yeah. Uh, listening to inspiring podcasts is a big one. Mm. Um Sleep is another one, um, mm. really being consciously trying to get to bed earlier and, and getting up earlier. That's really important. Um, and the other one is just talking to a close friend. Mm. You know, that's that's a real luxury these days too when life yeah. is busy, whether it's in person, just catching up with someone who, you know, who, who knows you sort of from the inside out and, um, yeah, that you, you really feel that you can connect with. So if it's a phone chat or, or catching up in person, that's a really big self-care ritual mm. too. So, so there's probably others tools. as well, but they're yeah. they're my key ones that I um and we might, integrate into life yeah. pretty much daily. We might even all talk about what we do and yeah. then we might talk about how they help. Yeah, um, good idea. Katrina, are you still there over in Barham? 
I'm here, yes. What, here. What's on top of your self-care list? Yeah, okay. So similar to Lee, yeah, very similar really, and I, I totally agree with Lee in that, um, you know, self-love always seemed like, like I always thought it was like, oh, you love yourself, and or otherwise it seemed a bit sort of, you know, woo-woo, you know, almost. Like it, like um, I think Kim talks about is like it's a bit wanky, you know. So, mm. so it's been this big discovery for me to sort of realise, and, and even like just talking about it now, I'm really, like self-love, it's really the work. It's the well-being work. It's not... Um, you know, well, I love myself and I'm amazing. It's yeah. just doing all these things to cherish us and exactly. improve our well-being and our mental health and all these things. So, you know, even just listening to Lee, a lot of the things that you're saying, things like ringing friends, you know, sometimes we don't even realise that those things are self-love practices. So true. You know? Because we've <laughs> and, been um, kind of sold this story that self-care is going away on a one-week, you know, a week-long retreat in Bali yes. or that it's these big extravagant... Or in a pill... Yeah, you know things like that, but it uh, magic solution. And it can be those. It things. can it be those things. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't actually. The things is it, it, you know that are probably more achievable for most people are the daily little things. That's so right. I guess for me, meditating absolutely the same as you guys. Um, every day, twenty minutes morning, twenty minutes at night. I just that's sort of almost non-negotiable for me now. I just never miss that, and I love it. Um, and. And it really is probably my, my key self-love practice that because, you know, obviously with four kids and running, you know, running the business and all that sort of stuff, the self-love stuff, it's sometimes it is hard to fit it in and so that's just always there. But then I'm also very similar to the things I – and I guess also because a lot of the things I do now as self-love practices, I guess, are so routine. Yeah. You kind of almost forget that they are self-love yeah, you practices. Yeah, you do. Which, yeah. is, which is exactly like what you were saying, Lee. So, yeah, exercise – just you know daily now um healthy eating good nutrition you know just standard so all these sort of things that are just yeah daily part of my life now that i guess yeah just when when i'm now thinking about oh but but the thing is they're not they're not for everybody no are they no no well they're not and everyone else is someone else's what they might class as self-love or is good for their well-being might be completely different and i think that's really really important isn't it it's just it's very yeah whatever you need to do to improve your you know your well-being and your self-love and your self-care is very individual journey so so true and that's what Um, kim was saying in 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 her interview she she made that point a couple of times like it's it looks different for everybody mm. you know man woman like child like self-care is is different everyone like it's not a one-size-fits-all which is really important because you know it's like we don't want to sit here and say well if you don't meditate then you don't care about yourself you know what i mean because these are all just good ideas you know if people are looking for ideas of a place to start or whether it's not maybe not starting but just new things to bring mm. in it's it's great to share those ideas and it takes a little while when you start doing some sort of practice for the penny to drop about it as well i think sometimes you know you can like meditation sorry katrina to interrupt your your flow um but like yeah. okay. for me um like meditation was something i did for a, a long time before i actually realized the benefits and and kind of connected the dots you know yeah. it was kind of like right okay you know so um i'll let you finish katrina sorry for chopping but, in and just also on that train of thought though, it also changes and ebbs and flows for each person like i suppose oh. at different times you yeah. know things that you do at different points in your life you know like maybe it's running at one stage or maybe it's you try a different type of exercise or you try a different type of eating or you know what it, it ebbs and flows you know as you go as well i guess yeah. but i mean yeah i mean the other things for me like 
is listening to podcasts like Leonie said, getting up early in the morning. Yeah. I think that's another self-love thing for me because mm-hmm. it just, you know, really sets me up for the day when I make sure that I'm up first and I have a, an hour before everyone else is up. Yep. Just so love that time. Mm. <laughs> it's so precious. Um, and really just, you know, really sets me up for a great day. So that's definitely part of my self-love is just getting out of bed and not procrastinating about it. Yep. Um, and constantly learning for me mm. is, is, is really part of my self-love practice and doing this podcast. That's mm. another thing I thought Yay. of. Like, this is part of my... That's so you know, true. Yes. Yeah. I often say that we and could do it and not even share it and it would still have, you know, a huge impact on our lives, wouldn't it? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Mm. What about you, Chris? Well, I um, yeah, I probably could take a couple, uh, lots of little um, items from from what you both have covered. Um, but I probably had three three main ones that I wanted to just talk about. Um, meditation and mindfulness have definitely been something that's really, um, as I said, I started doing it. I think I learned to meditate probably you know fifteen years or more ago, and I, I did it with along with yoga. And um, it was when I actually learned about mindfulness that I connected the two and then I could sort of, um, I suppose, you know, make it a daily daily practice. I remember reading Buddhism for Mothers when I had three little kids and just hanging on by a thread, you know, when you're at that stage. And it was an absolute bloody revelation. Mm, like, you shared that with me and it was amazing. Changed my life. I mean, really changed my life. In Not that my life was bad and needed changing, but it changed my outlook on life. And, and then yeah. I remember going to visit a a counselor when I was just having a particularly tough time with um, one of my kids in primary school and, and, and her kind of explaining the benefits of mindfulness to me about, you know, it's when you're sitting in traffic and you get frustrated. And I talked about traffic in the last episode and you find yourself frustrated because the traffic's not moving. And, and then, and she just sort of said, you know, have you ever thought about that being a gift, you know, when the traffic stops and you kind of just sit and have a mindful moment? Well, I'm thinking, I didn't think that's kind of why, I'd, you know, I'd been to see this this council. It just didn't make any sense. But mm. I, these little kind of clues kept sort of dropping into my um, into my life about mindfulness and meditation. And and then when I started practicing it, and and I suppose seeing the benefits of it, um, and it's something that I practice daily. That there are times when I I might drop off and mm. and I feel just drawn back to it because I know that it makes me calmer. Mm-hmm. And that's the number one thing if anyone ever says, why do you do it? And for me it just makes me calmer. It makes me cope with stuff so much better. Um so that's number one. Time in nature is definitely um a really important one for me, which I sort of find as as you know, you have to make that time. It doesn't just happen, you know, and it, it often means that something gets mm. missed because you take that 20-minute walk um, or whatever And it, it can be, be harder in winter. Totally, exactly. Yeah. But um, I think I've spoken about this before. We've got, we have a little dog at home and he's inside all the time at the moment because we're renovating. And so I have to take him out a couple of times a day. And it's been great because I'm sure there's probably been days where I wouldn't have done that um, when it's cold and miserable. Mm. But being outside in the winter is awesome. And the other, t- the other thing... Um, I want to talk about was downtime just like really important mm, that's a good one to carve out that downtime whether it be alone or whether it be with family and we just kind of say no to stuff and just mm-hmm. have that forced downtime and not necessarily slow time but even downtime away from other people and other yeah demands of life so that's something that has become really important in my self preservation um mm. work mm. I think in the last five years definitely and probably the number one thing, I'm just going to move on to sort of benefits, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I thought about this um, recently. 
the number one thing that self-care has given me is self-awareness and it's probably made me um, really proud and comfortable about who I am. Yeah. I think when you're younger, you sort of tend to look at your negative bits and go, oh, I wish I wasn't so gullible. I wish it wasn't so quick to judge people or, you know, um, naive or whatever. But as you get older, you become, and I know for me, I've become more comfortable and proud of who I am because of self-awareness mm. and that has come from from self-care I know that for sure so um that's mm. probably been one of the bi- biggest benefits I just feel more comfortable and not that I was ever ashamed about anything but sometimes you just didn't want to share something with mm. someone because you worry about what they think yeah you know and that's not just an age thing you know often people say oh when I reached this age then I just suddenly became happy with who I yeah. was not sure that it really works that way. I no, think it's because you've been the work. you do the work. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But I feel like that's probably something that um you know, I've benefited the most. Mm, I love that. Hmm. Mm. So what about you girls? How how does it help you or what's been the I mean you did already talk about that a little bit, but mm. what could you not live without? Like what kind of helps helps you get through? I mean, all of it, obviously. It's a mm. combination, isn't it, Lee? Mm. Um Yeah, I think benefits me in so many different ways but when I see the benefits the most is in those times when I let it go Mm. um and and just recently and this is just a simple thing and where you know Kim talks about challenges in life and and that they're going to come at different stages and mine wasn't a big challenge it was purely just a a health challenge where I was unwell for a while with a a toothache of all things but it it took over my body and Mm. it went for weeks and I ended up sort of the infection went through my body and I was so unwell and and I for someone who generally speaking I am always so healthful and I Mm. feel so good that it it really knocked me for a six just not having not feeling well and during that time or, or in the lead up to it I'd actually dropped my meditation not on purpose just one day I missed it and then one day rolled into Mm. one week two weeks three weeks I was keeping up with a lot of my other self-care rituals but my meditation I wasn't during that time um and yeah this sort of happened and I was feeling unwell and and after a few days of it I just knew that I had to go hard on self-care I knew that was the only way Mm. to to kind of get through feeling well again was to go hard on self-care so I I went really hard on everything and then I and I brought my meditation back and on that first morning when I sat for 20 minutes in in my silence um, to do this meditation I realized in that moment like I, I wasn't in a good way and that's that's what meditation does for you it it shines such a big light on where you are at. And I like to sit there and try and calm my breathing and deep breathing. I did, I couldn't make it happen. I couldn't stop my thoughts. I couldn't even like my breath was catching. Um, and in those moments I sat there and thought, mm, yeah, this isn't good. Like I, I, my body just felt completely riddled with anxiety. Um, and, it, and it was pain related, but I was just so anxious and anyway, I persisted and I did it that night for 20 minutes and I did it the next day and the next day and the next day, twice a day. And about five days in, I sat and I was back. You, you could know, breathe properly. I could again. breathe. Yeah. <laughs> My thoughts had calmed. Um, and at the end of that 20 minutes, I remember opening my eyes and looking sort of out through the window from where I was sitting. And I it was just uh, this most incredible moment. And what it did for me was show me how important those rituals are in your life. And going back to what Kim said, why it's so important to practice them in the good times, because when challenging times hit, and mine wasn't a big challenge, it was only a little challenge in in my health, um, it meant that I was able to come back to them really Mm. quickly and and sort of come through it and get myself back to a really 
you know, back to that kind of equilibrium and, yeah. and my head to be clear and my thoughts clear and just space in my head, even though the pain was still there. Um, yeah, it was just amazing. It also made me think, gosh, if I didn't have these things, I know, yeah, where, yeah, where would you go in those moments? Yeah, you end up in the corner, yeah. don't you? Yeah. So that's just a kind of simple and, and recent example, but that's, you know, that's what it's done for me. And and also when I thought about it, it made me um, it made me look back and realise, and this is probably moving more into where where you'd kind of be without it, but it made me look at big challenges in my life and, and the biggest one I've, I've had was in losing dad, you know, to, to prostate cancer when he was in his 40s and I was a, a, in my late teens when he was diagnosed and I didn't have any of those tools. Mm. Like we were, you know, a resilient family and had grown up in a really loving family so we were a strong family but I didn't have any tools to draw on and it, it's just this kind of stuff is just I feel so passionate about teaching it to mm. our kids when they're young because I look back and think, Imagine if I'd had that stuff when I went through the trauma of, of what I went through for four and a half years with knowing he was going to die in that time. Um, and, and I think now, because I still, at this stage in my life, work through the, the trauma and the, the, probably the repressed trauma from that mm. time, even though I think I, I, went, I dealt with it, I look back at it now because I know I am still working through a lot of that stuff and I use a lot of my tools now to really sit yes. with it and really actually feel it and dig deep into it, which I didn't do back then. Like back then I would have relied on and I did rely on negative behaviours and negative habits um, mm. to get me through it and rituals, which was partying hard and drinking hard and yep. and all those things because I didn't know any better. So I just would do things mm. to numb the pain and, and, and get through gets- it packed down doesn't it yeah and yep. it's, it's only Builds now up. that I look back and realize that's how I got through it as mm. a teenager and, and in my early 20s was um was through those negative kind of behaviors and I look now and think gosh I've got all these amazing positive tools that I can draw on and I just wish I'd had them back then so yeah mm. it just makes me so grateful to have them but just I feel so passionate and it's so important to me to teach them to my kids and I hope mm. that other people out there yeah you know can do the same for theirs because sometimes I feel like it's great to have all these tools too but if you're not um sort of sharing them and as opposed to shoving them down people's throats too um Katrina was what we talked about in the last yeah. episode you know like just having the ability to um teach people that they're a tool that you can reach for like it gives you an option and that's the one thing i learned in that buddhism for mothers book you don't have to stay grumpy and shitty all day that's right you know you can you can do a couple little things and meditation and mindfulness was one of them for me that gives you an option out of that and it's not even though they sound like little things and to some people maybe woo woo things honestly i I just cannot speak highly enough of 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 how powerful they are oh yeah exactly right Yeah. yeah what about you katrina yeah, look, I guess I, I was a lot of what you said there really um, was, is, is very similar for me too about having these tools now that you didn't have when you were younger and all that kind of stuff. But I guess I just can't stress enough that it really it's profound. Like for mm-hmm. me, the difference it's made on my life is so profound. Yet at the same time, it, it can be quite subtle, and it's it's so interesting that sometimes you don't actually realise how far you've come mm. until you have a conversation like this and you really reflect on it. Mm. But it's it's changed my entire outlook on life. It's changed how I am in relationships. It's changed how I respond to other people. Mm. Uh, it's changed how much things affect me. Um, and it, it really, the other day I did this interview because I'm doing this storytelling, video storytelling thing about my story and sharing, you know, what's happened with dad and his suicide and that kind of stuff. 
And one of the questions that she said was, you know, what, how do you deal with stress? And I thought, oh, I don't, I can't remember the last time I was stressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, wow, isn't that awesome? Like, I just, I mm. don't have that extreme levels of stress anymore. Whereas, yeah. if you'd asked me that question five years ago, we go, oh God. I don't know, I'm so stressed, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and now, I'm like, I, I don't know, I don't have stress anymore. So it was, and I thought, well, that's because How good I do that? all this stuff. Yeah. And it was so cool. I was like, that, and that's the thing, you know, you don't, if you're doing all this work, and I'm sure there will be periods where I, something happens and it does cause me some level of, you know, extreme yeah. stress again. Don't get me wrong, I know oh, that that course. Yeah. might come, but it's just, you don't have that kind of that, that daily stress at all yeah. anymore. It's yep. just, it's, it's so, it's just that very profound but very subtle daily change that's happened to me over this period of time of doing all this work. That's, it's really changed my whole outlook on everything. And it's, yeah, I, same as you, Lee, just can't stress enough the importance of it and, and, and feel exactly the same way about teaching my kids as well to, you know, hopefully being an example to them. And I mean, I guess that's part, that's probably why I started on this journey because I wanted to be an example to my kids. I didn't want to be the person that I was yeah. that wasn't coping with all this stuff and, you know, and um, wanted to set the example for them and hopefully can set them up with tools and, and ways to cope when the, when the crap does happen to them and when they do experience things so they can bounce back quicker and, and they don't have to, you know, learn it as a you know, early 30 like we had to sort of yeah. thing, you know. So, yeah, it's just um, it's it's profound and, and, and so worth the effort. And I know, like what you said, Lee, like it can seem like it, it, when you list it all off, it seems like a lot of work, but yeah. it's so full-time enjoyable. And it's, <laughs> but it is, but it's, it's, it's not just a full-time job. Like it's, it's, well, it's a lifelong thing. It is. Yeah. It's not just a flash in the pan. It's, and I think, I think when you talk absolutely. about stress and even anxiety in the same kind of parcel, like doing these things actually I think helps – um, relieve any unnecessary stress and anxiety because we all have that, you know, unnecessary stress about stuff that hasn't even happened yet. You know, like because there are going to yep. be things that cause stress and anxiety. That's that's a no brainer. Of course, we know that. Yeah. But I think that we we spend too much time worrying unnecessarily about stuff or feeling anxious about what someone might have said or did or not said or not mm. done or whatever. Like that's the place mm. we don't want to waste our time. You know. Can I mm. can I ask you both a question? This right. has just sort of come to my my head thinking about back to Kim and, and when she was saying that because of this toolkit that she has, she has absolute faith that no matter what challenges come her way, she knows that she will be able to stand, you know, to get through them. Um, up and over and through them. Do you feel that through your own practices? Uh, I don't often think about um, things happening, but I know that um, because of the self-awareness and self-belief that I have in myself that I didn't have 10 years ago, um, I feel like I'm better equipped but I also feel like I don't worry about the future as much because I'm mm. more mindful. Don't, I don't mean worrying, uh, different to that. Just Coping. Just do you do have you that innate sort of confidence that because of all these things, you know, whatever challenges life has to throw your way, they could be big or small or whatever they might be, but that, mm. that you can – because I really think not a lot of people could say it. Yeah. And maybe we're not there yet, but do you think that you yeah, could say it? I haven't really thought about it. Yeah, I was I just like, thinking as we yeah. were talking. What about you, Katrina? I thought about it when you mentioned it in the last episode, and I've been thinking about it, and I think I'm, I think I'm getting there. I don't think I could resoundingly say yes, 
I could survive anything. Yeah. Like, I, but I think, yeah, hundred percent that I'm so much further down that journey and could, yeah. I mean, I, I'd feel pretty confident that I could get through most things now. Yeah, and survive um, survive better otherwise. Like otherwise, yeah. And it. my recovery time would be quicker. I know that mm. for sure because it's like you said, Lee. Like I'm still recovering from Dad's death. Like I know that I'm still dealing with a lot of stuff that I didn't deal with back then. Yep. But I know now that if something happened to me now, I think I could recover from it a lot quicker. And I think that yeah. I definitely think that definitely I would deal with it so much better. Yeah, I I feel the same. Like I absolutely know yeah. that oh, I would have those bathroom floor moments like Kim oh, talks course, about, and yeah, I would be really down and out no matter what it was. But, but from would, a practical sense, how could we not do better? That's right. You know, because there are so many things, you That's know. That's right. I'm We're sure doing that, the work. I'm sure that the 28 um, essential oil cells would go up. Because <laughs> we'd be drowning in them yeah. <laughs> in a good way. But, yeah, I think it's, um, it is certainly um, worth considering how far we've come, mm. you know. And, yeah. and also that it's there's still, like, a long way ahead too because you don't know what's around the corner. That's right. Mm. That's and to right. encourage you if you are still – yeah, starting out or thinking about getting on this path or, you know, you've been listening to us half on about it again, you know, just again to really reiterate that it is worth it. It really is, you know, any any little thing you can do, even if it's only the tiny thing that you change or that you start or, you know, um, it doesn't have to be massive, but just definitely do something and it is worth it from our experience anyway, definitely. For sure. And we'd love to hear from anyone who's, yeah. you know, even just, just by introducing one little thing, you know, like yeah. um, just one little tiny act of self or if, you, yeah, or if you do other things that we haven't mentioned, yeah, let totally. us know. We're yeah. always open to new things too. Yeah, because I think it's good to share. And I think the more you talk about this stuff, the more it becomes like um, people, you know, you won't feel like you're being judged for, you know, looking after yourself, mm. you know, because I think as women and as mothers, often we don't take the time because we feel like people, mm. you know, judge yeah, us. That's right. You know, which is um, hopefully we've come mm. a long way from that. Hey, I, I know that we always end episodes talking about what we're loving and, and what's important mm-hmm. to us at the moment, but I don't I don't think we need to do it today. Mm. Yep. I feel like we've covered on lots of stuff that we probably that are loving, loving and, yeah. and what's important yeah. to us. And I was well, I was going to say anything. My thing that I'm loving and, and what, I'm, what matters most to me is being mindful because mm. whether you're, um, you know, spending time with family or just on yourself or with other people, like – if you are being mindful and um, in the moment, then that's just a gift. I think mm. it's not just to the people you're with, but to yourself. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's probably about it for today. Definitely. I feel like you happy to leave it there, Katrina. Yeah, that's been lovely. Yeah, just yeah, we've keep, gone pretty deep. Keep, keep on that path. Yeah. We have, and thank you yeah. for joining us, everyone, in this conversation. And um, yeah, we'd love to keep the conversation happening about self love and self care at some point online. And feel free to touch base, which people do all the time, which is lovely. So, um, thanks, ladies, for the chat. Yes, and thank good you. luck to all of you on your journey because you're worth it. So make sure that you know that. Yeah, good luck. And thanks, guys. It's been lovely talking to you. Thanks, Katrina. See you next time. Bye bye. Bye. You've been listening to Spreading the Good Stuff, the podcast. Remember, you can subscribe over at iTunes. We'd love you to leave us a rating. And you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the handle Spreading the Good Stuff. You can find all our show notes and previous episodes at our website, thesplendidword.com.au. Thanks for listening.